0: Glory to God.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. I give you praise, glory, and honor. Lamb on the throne in us. (laughs) Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. (laughs) Have you realized the glory? The Apostle Paul so that was the climax of his teaching, the realization of the glory. Where? Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory, it says in Greek. Realize the glory so that you're not bewitched looking for it outside you, like as if God was in the stars. No, the Bible says in Revelation that Satan's tail swung those stars out of the third heaven, and that's what created the second heavens. These people are worshiping fallen angels when they're God outside minded bewitched it's time to worship Christ in you not worshiping self (laughs) you're worshiping Jesus Christ are you a temple of the Holy Spirit or a temple of self and that's really what it boils down to are you a bewitched Galatian having begun in the spirit you'll finish in the brain, the flesh or are you a temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you whom you've received from God. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body because your body is the temple. The body being the temple of the Holy Spirit is called the new covenant. The old covenant was going to synagogue, going to temple. What did Jesus Christ do with the temple? What did Jesus Christ do with the synagogue? He rent the whole separation between the glory of God and man in half. That huge veil was torn so that God's glory could now be in you. But people go and serve in temples made by human hands as if God was still outside you. Don't you know that's the trampling of the blood of Christ underfoot to live an old covenant style Christian life and never realize the glory? He died not only so you'd realize the glory, but that you go from glory to glory by the Spirit of grace working through your spiritual stomach. Where's your spiritual stomach? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right where your natural stomach is. Trick, <laughs> trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians 3:16. May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love, founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and heights and depth of it? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself Ephesians 3 16-19 Amplified Classic that's what it says in the Greek So what Paul's trying to show you what your stomach actually is as a temple of the Holy Spirit this is a rich treasury of glory You have the capabilities of being a million, billion, trillion times greater than Solomon's temple, but almost no Christian has ever walked in it. People start to get bright with the throne of grace in their stomach, and their heart starts to burn walking along the way, illuminating the scriptures, eating the bread, drinking the wine, your heart coming alive by feasting on the bread of heaven. And all of a sudden, you got a bunch of people carrying rocks come around you and tell you it's a cult, tell you it's not God, tell you you shouldn't have the glory. You need to give the glory to God. The whole point he died on the cross is to restore the glory into your hearts of what Adam and Eve walked in before the fall. They were clouds of glory. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nest, Isaiah says? These are the sons and daughters of the living God. These are the ones that know they are a temple of the throne of grace, and they're not bewitched. They're not serving He who's in the world. Almost all charismatic religion in Christianity Christianity today has you serving He who's in the world. First thing they do, you go to church, lift your hands to God. What? Christ in me, greater is He who's in me than He who's. Who am I lifting my hands to? What's out there? Dead cold space. Satan's tail that swept one-third of the stars, Revelation says. Why would you lift your hands to fallen angels? Unless, of course, you're bewitched by Jezebel and still serving in buildings made by human hands and not actually the New Covenant Christians who has deceived you, who has taught you the Old Covenant in 2018. Woe to them. They're better off putting a millstone around their neck and throwing themselves into the ocean than being a stumbling block to these Christians who are born of the Spirit and then try to finish in the brain by works. Putting a yoke on your shoulders that's not from God. His yoke is light. His burden is easy. What's the yoke of the new covenant? What's the burden? What's the works of Jesus? To believe in the one God sent, the Bible says. The work of the Christian, it is written, is to believe in the one God sent. Are you an Old Covenant slave obeying the law? Are you a New Covenant Christian? And just like Jesus Christ, you can say, it's the Father in me doing the works. Do you have a seared conscience from being a worker? Have a drink of the blood of the Lamb and let your conscience be cleansed from dead works. Hebrews chapter 9. He died on the cross to remove your religion. We've always attributed it to rebellion and sexual morality and drugs and alcohol. No, no, no. Who murdered him? Not the rebellious, the religious. The Pharisees turned the people against Jesus. It was the seed of the Pharisees and the seed of Herod that murdered the Son of God to this very moment. It's not the rebellious that ever murdered the Son of God. You're better off going to bars than churches in 2018 because they will not murder the Son of God. The religious and the political to this moment trample His ability underfoot and they'll get you involved in some kind of fleshly carnal activity that has the appearance of good, that has the knowledge of good, but sure enough is the serpent's tree in the garden deceiving you just like Eve. What did the snake say to Eve? Oh, look at the fruit. Oh, it's good-looking in appearance. It has the appearance of God, doesn't it? Oh, and she was deceived by Satan to eat from the ability of the flesh. To this very moment, all Christians are bewitched in the ability of the flesh and don't even know the ability of the Spirit of grace. This is the Spirit that Jesus Christ sent to you on Pentecost. Very costly wine, very expensive wine, it's the blood of the lamb. It's not human blood. He's transfigured. It's called the river of life. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Revelation chapter 5, verse 6, it is written: That's the Holy Spirit river. The only question is: will you die with the Lamb? <laughs> We all want to live and look good in front of others by the stuff we can do by our human ability, get real edumacated in religion in our brains and the appearance and knowledge of good, get our doctorate in divinity, and have nothing to do with the lamb that's been slain. It's human. It's selfish. It's demoniacal. I tell you the truth, you have one enemy, the religious spirit, and his name is Satan. You don't have two enemies. You have one, Satan, the religious devil. And most of you are so clueless right now, you haven't even begun overcoming him. I deal with Christians every day by the thousands for 10 years of broadcasting, and I'm telling you guys, most people are so bewitched in the appearance and knowledge of good that they think Christian information in their brain and doing the Christian works of the New Testament is Christianity. It could not be further from the wine and oil of the living God." The only evidence that you're a Christian is the wine and the oil, the anointing of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, it's a dead letter that kills. Satan only tempted Jesus Christ in the wilderness with quotation of Scripture. The Bible says this, and he was quoting Scripture about the things the Son of God the Messiah was supposed to do. That was the temptation of Satan towards Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Oh, but the Bible says the Messiah is going to do this. Why don't you do it right now? But it had no wine. It had no oil on it. And it wasn't obedience to the Father. It was obedience to the appearance and the knowledge of good. Obedience to the curse of the fall. The independence of man from the Father's will. And Jesus said, not my will, yours be done, Heavenly Father, every day. I drink the cup the Father has given me. (sighs) Nothing else matters in your life. There's a million things that have the knowledge and the appearance of good around you, and they're all Satan. God's will for your life is a cup, and it's not a beautiful encrusted gemstone cup. It looks ugly. It's the donkey's manger. The religious spirit can never get it he grew up in Egypt and he grew up in Nazareth amongst the poor can anything good come from Nazareth yeah the the living God made flesh came from Nazareth the ghetto out of Egypt I shall raise my son Egypt represents hell what's the son of God doing in hell everything Jesus did opposed the natural mind of human goodness because God's goodness is other it's holy it's divine it's the glory of God. The human mind has a fading glory. It is a fading glory of the law. You can obey the law and there is a glory of the law. Second Corinthians chapter 3 says the glory of the law is fading. Fading like your flesh, aging and dying. That's the glory of the law. You could be a good person in obedience to the law of Moses your whole life and die and go to hell. Because you've trampled the blood and the ability of the Holy Spirit your whole life underfoot. The new covenant is, has nothing to do with the law. Has nothing to do with the flesh. Matt, uh, John chapter 6, Jesus Christ said, the flesh counts for nothing. And it's not Gnosticism. It's just the ability of the flesh is the law. What's the ability of the law but to kill? The rage and the anger of the law because no one's perfect, picked up stones to stone them to death. He who is without sin casts the first stone. So it's all hypocrisy. All carnal religion is hypocrisy. All religions in the world, including Christian and Jewish religion, are hypocrisy. The only one that's not a hypocrite is the Spirit of grace. Have you yielded your mind and personality to He who lives inside your stomach? Have you begun to realize the glory of the Lamb inside your spirit? Have you begun to realize the kingdom of heaven is within you? Luke 17:21. It is written... Why are you looking out there for the kingdom, Jesus said in Luke 17. The kingdom of heaven is inside you, inside you, in your spirit. They look for it in the flesh, they look for it on the stage, they look for it in the $40 billion temple of Herod, but he's coming out of the donkey's manger and they miss it 100% of the time. He never comes in the religious spirit. He never comes with the light show. He comes organically through man's spirit and it's always ugly because every religious spirit spirit 200 million strong in the world opposes the spirit of Jesus Christ. Comes with t- tremendous travail, tremendous tribulation, tremendous opposition. And they said about this child that upon him is the rise and fall of many nations. They were looking at a baby. In the temple and the prophetess in the temple said upon this child is the destruction and the rise of many nations and he's just like you know 10 pounds right there just little baby what kind of god do we serve that speaks these things about a little baby before he has any education before he knows one word because god sees the spirit He had already been conceived of the Holy Spirit. That's how God saw you as a little baby spirit inside that body when you're born again. He's put authority and power on you as babies in Christ. (laughs) And all this mature, puffed-up stuff of religion is the devil. The kingdom belongs to children. He was talking about the angels. The archangels are like innocent children. Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, Michael are like children because they have virgin-like innocence, completely and totally pure. That's why the sons of God are called the man-children, the man-child company, because they have a 100% sexual purity as if they had never sinned a day in their life by the blood of the lamb that blazes through their hearts and minds. No religion can restore your purity. No religion can transform your heart. No works. You could never do enough good stuff to restore your virginity of all the smut you've done in Babylon the Great. Pornography from the age of 13. Drugs and alcohol. Secret sin galore. Hypocrites everywhere. And pretending like they got it all together and they're falling apart secretly. But in the spirit of grace, inwardly, you don't even need to hide it anymore. Show off your purity. Show off your rich treasury of glory. Everyone's looking for it. And it's the love of God. Who will demonstrate it? Who will demonstrate the virginity of Jesus Christ? Amen? Huh. A perfect child, even at age 33. At age 33, he's still called the divine child. Huh the Son of God, the Child of God. Do you think you'll ever be more mature than 33-year-old Jesus Christ, the Child of God? We need to humble ourselves. We have been so arrogant against the Holy Spirit. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you in due season. God sees the heart. Let our inner man be strengthened with might, with resurrection power. Let God see the working of purity in your heart. God judges the heart, it is written. What else judges the heart? The sword of the Spirit. Hebrews 4.12. It judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. It can lay hands on your heart and just let all of His judgments wash over you. His judgments are what cleanse you from your immorality from your lust of the eyes which is the mind full of greed the mind that wants to be pleasured by the world and everyone's born full of lust and full of pride it's the human condition the only one that can remove it inwardly like a fountain of life is the Lord Jesus Christ and only if you recognize him living inside your spiritual stomach what does the Bible say? John seven thirty-eight. Out of your belly flows rivers of living waters for those who believe. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. It has to flow from within. That's why fasting is so powerful. It literally sacrifices your natural stomach so that you can begin to realize the glory. So you can begin to realize your supernatural stomach. Jesus lived out of a rich treasury of glory. He's the firstborn amongst many you have the the exact same plumbing of the Son of God. Now, it could be filled with Sodom and Egypt, pride and lust of every demon spirit in hell, but you still have the ability to be forgiven all that sin inwardly and let springs of living waters bubble up from within and be purified instantly. doesn't need to take 20 years of deliverance ministry. When Jesus did ministry, the woman at the well had five husbands. She was a total whore. She had slept with the whole town, and the man she's living with now wasn't even her husband. And did Jesus condemn her? No, he filled her with living water, sent her out as a revivalist, and she saved her whole village. Because they knew she was the worst sinner in town. (laughs) And if you can transform the worst of sinners like that, You can save cities and nations. (laughs) The only enemies of the true eternal gospel are those who are good in their own eyes. You'll find they always reject salvation. They always reject the transformation of their heart. I mean, only the sick need a doctor, right? But is not the whole human race completely sick? Yep. But religious people are are good in their eyes by what they do. By how much money they put in the Salvation Army Army little clanging thing in the mall. By how much, you know, food slop they give out at the homeless shelter. I mean, are you still paying penance? Are you still religious and trying to earn approval of God by works? You have cut yourself off from grace. It's severe. (laughs) This isn't anything to play around with. One fly fly will ruin the ointment. (laughs) you got to get this. Because these flies ruin the fragrance of Christ. It's pure grace. Pure grace. And the grace of God will do tremendous works. I'm not anti-works. It's just let the Father do the works and not you, so you're not stuck in the flesh like a human donkey. He's not riding you into town like a donkey. He's showing you off as sons and daughters of glory bright morning stars, plural, an army of morning stars, firstborn of many, exactly like him with spiritual ability. I'm telling you, he's not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters, the son of God of the divine class. The word kingdom in Greek means royal race, a holy race, a holy nation. Is a Christian born of the Spirit a different class being, a different race of beings? The New Testament says it 12 times. Why are you living like human animals when you are the divine race? Because the religious spirits got you so built up in your head with religion that you don't even know who you are yet. You'll awaken to the right hand of God, seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all angelic rule, and every principality, power, throne, and dominion, and every name that can be named. You're waking up to be the sons and daughters of the living God. You're waking up to be the holy nation of Israel. The word Israel means sons of God, by the way. It's not a religious Jewish synagogue of Satan. God bless the Jews. I can't wait for them to be re-engrafted into the olive tree of life. But they were cut off, Romans 11, so that you could be engrafted in so that the time of the Gentiles can be fulfilled when we're glorified and can reveal to the nations what Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, actually did for the world, glorified us. He removed the curse of the fall. He removed the light of the stars so that we're not animals, like photosynthesis of starlight in our brain. We now have the glory light. Let the morning star rise in your heart. Does your heart run on glory or the sun? Are you different than a plant then? Are you different than a donkey or a bear or a giraffe? If you are the sons and daughters of the living God, then you run on the spirit of grace. You run on glory. Stop giving the demons all of your life, the vampires that suck your blood. Get that crap off of you, that false humility. Let it be cast off of you. He wants to glorify you every day from glory to glory. One degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, Amplified, it is written. We go from degrees of glory, degrees of grace, degrees of love, degrees of peace, until we fully awaken to realize we're one with the Father and the Son, and His name is written on our foreheads. It's quintessential that you have the name of God the Father written on your forehead, that you know who you are, so that no one can steal your confidence, so no one can deceive you that you're just a sinner. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you could just have fire insurance. He gave you the Holy Spirit so you can turn cities upside down. And these men went forth after the laying on of hands and shook the earth. And they rioted when they entered cities. And they said, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Barnabas, they called Zeus. And there was everything they could do to, to not stop them from sacrificing whole bulls to Paul and Barnabas. What kind of Christianity is that? Where people are sacrificing to you as gods. And Paul had to say, guys, I'm a man like you. But listen to me. God has given us the Messiah to glorify your hearts. Stop serving the fallen angels. Stop serving Zeus and Hermes. Stop serving Satan and his angels. Serve the living God who died on the cross for you. Be glorified above the dead while in the body. And millions believed his message. Paul's ministry reached 10 million people that received his ministry. And the only enemy he had in all of his churches throughout Asia Minor when he's locked up in Rome in his last days his only enemies were the religious people the judaizers people coming in and putting you back under the law of Moses to this day that's the only thing that holds you down but i just need to obey i just need to be good right and wrong right and wrong good and evil good and evil what do i do what do i do 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 voodoo bewitched you're not under the law cast off your grave clothes He has given you his anointing into your spirit without measure. Let your hearts burn and cast off and burn off all your carnal nature, all your religious nature, all your rebellious, lustful nature. You have the same nature as Jesus Christ. How do you know? Because when you do something stupid, it feels icky. If you had a sinful nature, it'd feel good, but it feels gross because you're Christians. Huh. The acts of death feel disgusting to someone born of the Spirit. So you knock it off and you feed your spirit the bread of heaven. And you feed your spirit the new wine, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the new covenant. And you grow your spirit and you burn off all of that deception in your heart and mind. And you're transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the living water of the glory of the Word, through all your foreheads. Be transfigured by the water of the Word. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.